Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not die, but have eternal life. What I like about Christmas, and I have about 13 minutes to tell you what I like about Christmas, by one personal word, if you would please, to you this morning, those of you who have been so kind and considerate and loving and understanding, and all of you have, and those of you who have been remembering me in prayer, and all of those of you who have felt sympathy for me in relation to my broken leg. Well, I went to the doctor Friday, and he said I could start slowly inside wearing a shoe without that brace connected to it. And so I went home and I walked all over that house. And so after four and one-half years, this morning I have a regular shoe on. Thank you, Lord. What is it about Christmas that many people do not like? And we have heard all the stories about it, and we too have been able to be a witness to the fact that there are some excesses in relation to Christmas that are bad. But this morning we're not going to think about those things. We're going to think about the wonderful and the good things that come to us at Christmas time. And just enough to stimulate your thinking this morning. And to think about those wonderful things that come to us, you consider with me this morning. The first thing that I would put on my list, I think, to start with, is all the things that we do at Christmas time, especially that comes uh, from the mother of the house and from the kitchen. All these uh, wonderful goodies that come forth. I am something like the young man that was talking the other day and was talking about Christmas and he said uh, in the due course of the conversation, he said, well, if anyone can be in our home and not be encouraged when Granny brings her cake in, something is really wrong with him. And I would guess that that is right. How can we think about something bad when we think of all the good things that we have at Christmas time and sometimes even to the excess? And then what about Santa Claus and all the preparation that we make uh, for him? And even to the hanging of the greens that we had here it was a very meaningful service and one that all of us appreciated. But in the midst of that service, or just before that service, really, I was talking about hanging of the greens and there was one little brown-eyed girl, I guess she's about four or five years of age, looked up at her mother and says, who's green? <coughs> she had been watching TV too much. You know. <laughs> well, I don't know whether she was disappointed or not, but the preparation that we go through as we think about Christmas and we think about getting ready for Santa Claus and, and what is wrong? You know, I've had people say to me, well, that's the thing you ought not do. You ought not to tell your kids about Santa Claus. That's sort of deceptive and, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, as they say, well, the children will hold it against you. They won't trust you, you know, if they find out what the situation really is. And the only thing that I can think about that I hold against those who were responsible for me is that they told me two years before they should have, you know. They, they should have deceived me just a, a little longer, not let me be so smart, you know, about the situation. But is it not the spirit of Christmas and this New Testament of ours and the gift of God to us? 
uh, that he gives to us these wonderful things, this wonderful thing, and all these wonderful blessings, and we can say whatever we care to about it. And what is it about Christmas, uh, Santa Claus especially, that you do something wonderful and beautiful for someone and let someone else take the credit for it? Dear friends, I want to tell you this morning that everything that needs to be done in the church and by the people of God, if we would just busy ourselves about doing it and leave the credit to go where it might go, even to another person, all the things that we need to do within God's kingdom would be done. What a beautiful spirit. Is that not the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ? I would say bleak and desolate is any home where Sunday Claus does not visit. And you know, dear friends, we feel so keenly about this, the most of us do, that if we knew where there was one home within our community where this would not take place, and it was in our power to see that this one would come in a good way to those people, we would do all within our power to see that it come. Before I came into the sanctuary this morning, there was a family that placed in my hand a check for $250 and said, Preacher, do with this what do you think needs to be done around the church. Captivating the spirit uh, that you and I have at this time of the year when we think about what Christmas is all about. And then it's a time when we are people of goodwill. People of goodwill. It is at this time of the year that more than any other time that we seem to break through this shell that we're caught up in and these shackles that bind us, and at least for a little while begin to demonstrate to one another something of our love and affection, care and concern for one another. I think some of the saddest things that I have ever been a part of as being a minister have been a witness to people when they're either moving away for good or I'm thinking of a situations more times than I can tell you how sad they are. But I'm thinking of one situation as sort of as an example of what I'm trying to say. I remember being in the hospital where there was a man that was dying and he knew that he was dying. And his dear friend came to him and to say goodbye to him because he was going out of the country on a job. And, it, and I happened to be there when they were saying goodbye to one another. And I am led to believe that this is the first time in their long friendship that they had ever embraced one another and where they had actually said to one another, I really do care and I love you. Isn't it sad that we have to wait to some catastrophe or some disaster or when we're saying goodbye for the last time to really to demonstrate to someone our really true high esteem and love and appreciation that we have for one another. Thank God for this time of the year. Our hearts do grow more tender and we are more sensitive. And this is the time uh, that we begin to demonstrate to, to one another as best we know how our great love and affection one for the other. But isn't it sad that we only do this once a year? Would it not be wonderful if this wonderful spirit of goodwill would stay with us and we would be able to communicate with one another how we truly feel. Oh, what a better world, what a better church, what a better community, and what a better family that we would be uh, together. And then the spirit of expectation at Christmas time. 
This morning, if you were where the Sunday school superintendent and I happened to be here at the office, you would know the natives, the little ones, the little natives were quite restless this morning, to put it mildly, and their energy is just coming out of their ears almost. They're just jumping around, and why not? Because they know full well something fantastic is going to take place, something wonderful is just about to happen, and they want to be in on it, and they don't want to miss any of it. Well, their friends, if they have something to rejoice and be glad over, how about you and I? That we know that God has given to us the Lord Jesus Christ, and at this moment, as we embrace the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, that we don't have to wait for eternal life, but it's already started right now at this very moment with us. Isn't it tragic that sometimes we go around as if nothing had ever happened and as if nothing ever would happen? The expectancy at this time of the year, hopefully we as adults can cash in on it too and we can come part of this and thinking of past the little things of Christmas and being able to realize again and let these hearts of ours be fired again by the knowledge that we have of the Lord Jesus Christ and the greatness of the love of God that he has demonstrated to us in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we do have something to be glad about, do we not? In closing, I'm thinking of a person now that has grown old and he has children of his own and he either has one or two in college. I'm not sure. But talking to this man, he says, you know, he says, I have come to a new appreciation of my father. And I have come to understand, though his father's dead now these many years, how much he really loves me. He says, I'm reminded again and again how much my father loved me. And he told me this story. He said, the summer that I graduated from high school and was ready to go to college, we didn't have enough money for me to go to college. There's hardly enough money for us to live on. And my father kept telling me when I'd bring it up uh, during the summer, my dad, I don't know whether I'm going to have enough money to go to college on. He says, yes, son. He says, you will have, being the only child. He says, you will have. He said, we'll have the money here. He said, it came time for him to leave for college. About three or four days before, his father, three years before this, had bought a horse, a beautiful horse. It was his pride and joy. And he took great care of this horse and spent much time in grooming and taking care of this animal. And just before he went away to college, his father sold his beautiful horse. Never owned another one. Sold it, and he said the money that he sold this beautiful animal for was the money that put him through college. He says when he thinks about it now, he knows something of the great sacrifice that his father made in order that he might be able to have this opportunity to have an education and to be able to have a great life. And I think the man was right. I think he could well be reminded of the greatness of his father's love. And I think about what God did for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. As I too grow older, I am able to appreciate even more how much God really does love us and that he has given to us the Lord Jesus Christ and in some ways his most wonderful gift that he had to give to you and to me. Dear friends, this is Christmas. May it truly be so within your own heart and your own soul. Oh, our Father, 
Help us to be able to see something of the greatness of this hour and this day that is upon us, for we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of His words, finishing the work He started in making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven.